All right, I think we can all agree that every new investor struggles with the same issues. They're out there finding deals, they're broke, and there's a tremendous amount of anxiety trying to figure out how to fund these deals once they have them under contract. I was no different. And if you've read my book, The Ultimate Guide to Wholesaling Real Estate, then you'll know that I launched my career by flipping my first few houses using 0% interest credit cards. The rules are a little bit different today than when I did it, but believe me, it can still be done. And there's a company out there that will help you shortcut this entire process. I want you to go to dpipodcast.com forward slash funding, and you can learn about how much you can get in the first round of funding so you can fund your deals. Just complete the quick questionnaire, and they will shoot you back a number as to how much you can expect in a very short period of time so you can get started funding those deals. And over time, those numbers will increase. Now, how well do I know this company? I've been referring this company since 2015, so almost five years. I've had over 100 of my students join this company, and they've raised several million dollars to help these students get funding for their deals. I know this because I know these students personally, and I talk to them very often about the process. The most you can get in your first year is $240,000 worth of potential 0% cash advance money. But even if you only get $100,000, it's better than nothing, and it can make you a small fortune flipping houses. Just go to dpipodcast.com forward slash funding and check it out for yourself. Don't wait until you've lost fifteen dollars or $20,000 to check these guys out. It might be too late if you do that. you got to go ahead and stay, uh, stay ahead of the curve on this one, guys. Go to dpipodcast.com forward slash funding and be prepared to fund the deals when you find them. Let's do it. <laughs> Welcome back to Season 2 of the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share with you what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. Make sure you never miss an episode and download the Discount Property Investor app in Google Play or iTunes today. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit FreeWholesaleCourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys, welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. This is your host, David Dodge. Mike Slane is out in the field today. However, I am joined by a certified tax coach and CPA, Craig Cody. How are we doing today, Craig? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for having me today. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on the show and being part of this. We are super excited to, uh, to have you on the show. Craig, give us a little bit of information about yourself. Tell us a little bit about your background. I see that you were a police officer. I'm very interested to hear a little bit about your past. Oh, sure, sure. Well, I'm a, I'm a CPA. I'm a, also a certified tax coach. I own a business and I'm a former New York City police lieutenant. Uh, I was in the police department for 17 years. Um, 
the last uh, 10, I've been a certified tax coach. And basically, as a certified tax coach, I belong to a select group of practitioners throughout the country. We do extensive training, continuous um, meetups, mastermind groups, and um, we focus on tax planning for business owners and real estate investors and basically trying to help them keep more of what they make. So legally reduce their tax liability. Man, I know that taxes are the biggest biggest bill of my life. And I always tell all my buddies and and my friends, you know, the biggest the biggest bill in your life is most likely your taxes. And I'm actually kind of a tax nerd. I don't know enough about it to obviously coach people by any means like like yourself but uh, I, I have read quite a few books on taxes and I have a CPA that I I talk to routinely here in, in the st. Louis area that you know try to get her to help help me and coach me on you know how to save money on taxes it's crazy how how many pages is in the US tax code I think it's like 75,000 pages yes. something crazy like that right it's huge it's huge it's you know, crazy but you know, I'm under the impression that only a couple of those pages are telling you exactly how, when, and where to pay, whereas the majority of those pages are written by rich people to protect rich people and, you know, basically avoid, prevent, or delay in paying those taxes. Is that right? That's 100% correct, you know. It's pretty crazy. Correct. Yes. Pretty awesome. Well, I'm, I'm really interested to hear more about, um, about, your, about, you know, some of the things that you're doing, tax planning proactive strategies, um, you know, designed to minimize your taxes. So what is a proactive tax planning and, you know, how can it minimize your taxes? How does that work? So, so the typical CPA accountant out there is very good at putting the right numbers in the right boxes, but it stops there. So they're not looking, (laughs) how can we, how can we legally reduce your liability? What are you doing? Maybe we could do it a little bit differently and we could save you some money. Okay. so that's, that's what proactive is, basically taking the time and planning ahead, whereas people go and they expect to see their, their uh, tax guy in you know, February, March, or April and think you know, they could work miracles. There's not a whole lot of miracles that can be worked at that point. You know, right. History has been written. So instead of um, looking in a rearview mirror, we're looking ahead and we're trying to figure out what you can do to lower your tax liability. Man, I've heard that so many times in all the books I've read. Tax planning is an everyday task. It's not something that you can necessarily do uh, looking back, like you said. So exactly. that's, uh, man, I've heard that so many times. So I love that. I love so, that. You know, the book I'm going to offer your listeners for free is um, the 10 most expensive tax mistakes that cost business owners thousands. And we'll give you a link at the end of the show for that. Okay. But, uh, the number one mistake is failing to plan, not taking any action until it's too late. So if you stop planning now, you can save a lot. If you wait till it's time to do your taxes, there's not a whole lot you can do except for maybe a retirement plan. Okay. That makes perfect sense. I love that. I might even name the, I might even name the episode failing to plan. Number one mistake is failing to plan. I love that, man. That's great. That's great. So what would you say is the biggest mistake that you see in small business owners making regarding taxes? Picking the wrong entity to operate their business out of. So, picking the wrong entity. Okay, well, so, can we dive into that just yeah. for a couple minutes, you know? So um, give me some examples if you don't mind. And I know that there's lots of ways that you can structure your business um, legally. And I know there's lots of, you know, different elections that you can take um, when it comes to the tax side of things. 
but I'm not, I don't know much about that. So you could fill me in. That'd be awesome. Right. So typically what happens, somebody starts a business, depending on, you know, what they're doing is they, they'll talk to their attorney or an attorney or worse yet, they'll go to legal zoom or something like that and just, you know, figure it out that way. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's, and, and hopefully they'll pick based on where they are the best way for liability purposes. But if they have the CPA in there and they confer with the attorney and the three of them get together and say, okay, what's the best way to do it legally? What's going to work out tax-wise the best? And is there a way to kind of get the best of both worlds? Right. right. Well, that's what you want to do when you choose the right entity because me and you can be in the same exact business. But because of what I have going on in my life, maybe a corporation is best. And maybe for you, an LLC is the best. Mm -hmm. So we want to, we want to kind of see, okay, well, based on your particular circumstances, what's going to work out, you know? Right. Now I don't want to dive too deep into this by any means, but, uh, what are the major differences between, you know, like incorporating, um, having an LLC, you know, so on and so forth. Oh, and an LLC, uh, is let's just say, um, a, either taxed as a partnership, taxed as a sole proprietor, which means everything, um, if you're in an active trade or business, is subject to self-employment tax. Okay. Whereas an S-corporation in, in an active trade or business, only your salary is subject to self-employment tax. Okay. So depending on what you're doing, you may not want to be an LLC. Now, the reason you want to consult with professionals, because if you're a landlord, you know, you might not want to hold your property inside of a corporation because God forbid you get run over by a, you know, a train and you bought property for a hundred thousand dollars and it's worth $300,000. You want to get a step up in basis. So if your kids go to sell the money, sell it the next day and take the money and go spend it. Okay. Um, they don't have to pay any tax on it. So depending on what you're doing, you really have to know kind of, okay, do I have an active trade of business? Am I, you know, just a landlord that, is a difference in how you want to have that entity structure. And maybe you need to have two entities because maybe you are a landlord. Okay. But maybe you also have some active trade of business going on too. And maybe you could get the best of both worlds by having two entities, depending on what you actually have going on. Right. So a lot of it is going to depend on what you're actually doing, how you're doing it. Um, does it matter how many people are involved in the business and, or if you have, you know, W2 employees versus 1099 employees, does that, are those factors that come into play or not necessarily? Not typically because it typically really has more to do with the owners. Okay. Which right. is good to know. I'm glad I'm right. asking these questions because, you know, this is stuff that, that, uh, I don't necessarily have a, a, a huge grasp on. So uh, whenever I came across your name and, you know, wanted to interview you, I get all excited about this kind of stuff. I know it's kind of nerdy to most people, but um, I love listening and learning about taxes because, again, it is the biggest expense in one's life. Listen, uh, go ahead. I get excited. I get excited I do too, too man. <laughs> I'm, I get excited about it. And correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, whenever people are sitting around, you know, typically whenever I'm sitting around my buddies having beers or whatnot and we start talking about business and money and I always bring up taxes and nobody likes to talk about taxes but me. Um, you know, I always kind of joke around with my friends and ask them, you know, Hey, what, you know, I'm not obviously asking what you make. That's not my business, but you know, what do you think your effective tax rate is when it's all said and done, you know, and I get numbers anywhere from 25 to, to 40%. And that's fine. That's just based on your income. But if you look at the, your whole life and you're, you're talking about all the taxes that you pay. So obviously you get taxed when you earn. 
But then again, you're going to get taxed when you spend with sales tax. You're going to get taxed when you owed with personal property taxes. Um, sometimes you can even get taxed when you die. You know, and, and I kind of joke around that, you know, all my buddies are wrong and that the effective tax rate's probably closer to 50% when it's all said and done because you're paying taxes when you get the money and you're paying taxes when you spend the money. And then you got uh, on top of your sales tax, you have real estate taxes, you have self-employment taxes, you know. So yeah, tax rates are high. and Personal you know, property taxes, yep. It, I mean, it all adds up, man. It's, so it's super high. If, if, if your effective rate is 37%, and you could come up with an extra twenty thousand dollars in deductions that are legitimate. You know, you just saved yourself a lot of money. A bunch of money. A bunch of money. Well, Craig, tell me, how can a business, how can business owners use their CPA to their advantage? Because a lot of these guys out here, I don't think, are doing that. They're not using their CPA to to their advantage. They're probably just putting together their spreadsheets and/or you know, getting QuickBooks up to date as much as possible, and then they send it over to the to the accountants or the CPAs. And they just hope that the bill's not huge. Right, exactly. So <laughs> if, if they took the time to communicate with that person throughout the year, and you know, I like to, you know, with our clients, we send them a monthly P&L and we have a discussion. You do it via Zoom. It doesn't cost everybody a lot of time. Sure. Um, and then you know what's going on. And when you talk to people, you see what's going on in their life, what they're looking to do, looking to buy something, sell something, whatever it is, and you give them that actionable advice that they could do and save money. So, you know, Take the time, communicate, make sure they're going to communicate with you. If they're not, find somebody that will. Okay. That's a great, that's a great piece of advice. I mean, basically you're kind of all, it seems to me like you're kind of just offering a little bit of a coaching service in there, you know, with, with your, um, you know, CPA services, with your accounting and, and bookkeeping services. It sounds to me like you're also offering some coaching in there. I love having coaches. I have a real estate coach. I have a personal trainer. So I have a fitness coach and I talk with my CPA as much as possible. I would say maybe once a month on average, we get together and um, either we're either reviewing statements or we're talking about, you know, the new laws that are getting passed in Congress or, you know, just, just ways to help save and reduce that tax, that tax uh, liability. So exactly, exactly. I love it, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how often, you know, would you say that a business owner should communicate, you know, with his or her CPA. And why is that so important, Craig? So, you know, once again, monthly is a good way to communicate. You don't have to be on the phone with the guy for an hour or the lady for an hour. Sure. You know, just taste touch base. And it also helps you know your numbers. You know where your business is at. And if you're doing it and you're doing it correctly, you could see where you are comparatively to the year before. Oh, and, I love that. I love that. Some businesses like to do it comparatively with the month before, depending on what their type of business is. Some businesses are cyclical, some businesses aren't. But um, just have that conversation and, you know, hopefully they have the expertise and they're going to share it with you. Um, and I always tell people, don't look at your accounting as an expense. Look at it as an income item, because if you're doing it right, they're going to save you a lot more money than they're costing you. I totally agree. I look at that every, every year. And sometimes my, my tax bill can be, you know, upper two, three, four thousand dollars with my CPA because she's doing personal taxes and she's doing business taxes. She's doing a lot of stuff for me. But at the end of the year, I mean, she's saving me three to five times what I'm paying her, sometimes more. So I, I totally agree. I totally agree. That's um, a pretty good ROI. Yeah, it's huge ROI. It's huge ROI. It is. Um, I want to take a quick break and talk about a book that you co-wrote uh, real quick here, Craig. 
Um, secrets of a tax-free life. Uh, surprising write-off strategies most business owners miss. Um, I was just looking at this on Amazon a couple minutes ago, and I'm actually going to pick this this book up. It looks like a great book. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about the book real quick, Craig? Oh, yeah, sure. I co-authored that with, I guess, about nine other people. It's probably about four years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, we each wrote a chapter. I actually wrote a chapter on how to make your child's cleats tax deductible. Okay. Whoa. Tell us a little um, bit about that if you don't mind. And, and basically it comes down to, you know, you can hire your kids. Tax court says you could hire them, you know, at the age of seven. I like to tell clients, let's wait till about they're 11. <laughs> Docu- document what they're doing. Right. And then, you know, by paying them a salary and putting the money, you know, into their bank account, the way it would be if they were a regular, you know, every other employee, then you could use that money to pay for private school, their sports activities, and you're effectively getting a deduction for that money because you're deducting it on your corporation. They're getting the money. They're not paying tax, all right? And then you're using that money to pay for the sports activity, private school. And with the, next, with the new tax code, you could actually pay your kid up to $12,000 a year, and they're not going to have any federal tax liability. So that's another huge way to save money. Wow. That's awesome, man. And there's multiple benefits of doing, of doing that, that approach too. Cause like you said, you're getting to deduct that money, but then it's tax free on, on their oh, end yes. and then you can use it to spend it on, on sports or college or school or whatever. That's Stuff awesome. that you might normally spend post-tax money on. Right. Right. Okay. Cool, man. Well, Craig, we're just flying through this, uh, this interview. I'm having fun here. Uh, learning a lot. What would you say the 10 most expensive tax mistakes that cost business owners thousands are or would be? So we, we, we talked about failing the plan. We talked about the wrong business entity. Um, another one is audit paranoia. You know, oh, I can't do that. I might get audited. Well, your chances of getting audited are slim. If you're doing things correctly and you're documenting, you should not be worrying about getting audited because if you get audited, um, you have the backup there. Right, um, right. Another thing is, uh, and this has to do with the new tax law, is qualified business income. So under the new tax code, if most businesses will get an extra 20% deduction against their net income um, at the end of the year when it comes time for, to pay taxes. There's some okay. limitations on certain professionals, but, you know, so that's the guy with the K-1 for 200 grand. Okay, if he did everything correctly... Uh, he's going to get an extra $40,000 deduction on his personal tax return. So that's a gift from the government. So you want to make sure you're doing what you need to do so that happens. Right, right. Setting up the right type of retirement plan, having your entity set up so you have the right type of retirement plan where you can put as much money away as you want. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's so many different types of retirement plans I feel like out there. Yes, and there's, but there's also so many different ways you can invest your money. There's self-directed plans, you know, where we see a lot of people where they're using it and they're investing in whether it's real estate or loans and stuff like that and getting a better rate of return with a lot less risk. So um, setting up that right retirement plan is, can be a wonderful thing. And, you know, if you're a husband, wife, you know, that could be like $37,000 plus a profit sharing. So Thirty-seven right. to a hundred thousand dollars, you know, between the two of you, if you're making the money and you and you could afford to put it away. Um, yeah, that's a lot of money, man. That adds up after, especially after a few years of doing that. Sure does. Um, then we have um, missing hiring your family, hiring your kids. Are you doing that? Do we have um, 
home office? Are we documenting that home office? And the, the thing that people forget about a home office is, yeah, maybe that deduction is not that big because it's maybe three to 5% of the total space in your house, but it opens up travel from your home office to your other office. It also opens up one of my favorites, the home athletic facility. So that could be your home gym or your home, your pool, which becomes deductible. Man, that's awesome. Home athletic. I've never heard of that one before. Right. That's a good one. That's a good one. Wow, that's an awesome one. Okay. Exactly. What else do we got here? So um, back up for one second. Hiring your kids. It, can you also hire other family members or is that basically only work with your children? When you I don't say, have any children. Okay. I so I ever will have any children. So okay. how could I maybe use that advantage or that strategy to my advantage? Well, probably other than hiring a spouse, it doesn't really, you know, help you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we have clients where they're supporting parents and there's other things you, you wouldn't put them on, on salary or anything like that, but there are other things you can do to make what you're paying them tax deductible. If you, if you take the time and do some planning. Right. Right. So, okay. Interesting. Good, good to know. Good to know. Then we have home um, office, home athletic facility. And then, yeah, what's the next one there? How about, how about uh, missing medical benefits? So, okay. So, if you have a certain types of entities can set up a medical expense reimbursement plan and maybe you hire your spouse and you know what they're doing, you're not paying them a wage, but they're getting this medical expense reimbursement plan and then they could use that to pay out-of-pocket medical costs, deduct basically the cost of your kid's braces, um, cosmetic surgery, um, dental surgery, stuff like that. So we have a lot of clients where, you know, maybe they're a little bit older and they need some serious dental work mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know, they're going to, it's going to cost them like $25,000. And now we just turn that $25,000 into deductible expense. Wow. I never would have guessed that would even be possible, but that's awesome. I love exactly. it. Exactly. Okay, cool. Then we have, you know, your typical car and truck expenses. Um, so as long as you're using your, your vehicle for business, you'll be tracking your miles and taking the deductions. And then we have, you know, meals and entertainment and entertainment is not really deductible as much anymore, but meals are deductible. So if you're taking people out and you're talking business, you should be writing them off. Okay. I do do that. I, I write off all my meals slash entertainment. As long as I'm talking business as a real estate investor, I'm not an agent, but I am an investor. Um, you know, I'm always talking about real estate. I'm always talking about the next deal. And, you know, if somebody could potentially become a bird dog for me and help me find that next deal, I'd be happy to give them a couple hundred bucks, um, you know, as a, as like a finder's fee or a bonus. So yeah, I, I definitely do that quite, quite a lot when it comes to the car and truck expenses. Um, I use an app called MileIQ. I'm sure you probably recommend that or several other apps that are just like it. It's basically always on and it tracks if, uh, if I'm used, you know, it basically tracks anytime I'm in a, in a moving vehicle. Um, and then at the end of the day or the end of the week, I can go back and I can then say, Hey, this was for business or this was for personal use. And quite honestly, you know, because I'm always out in the field driving around, Anytime I see a for sale by owner sign, I stop as a real estate investor and call that sign. And anytime I see a house that's got tall weeds, you know, again, I might not even be out looking for property, but I'll pull over and, and, you know, leave a door hanger on that door. So basically, you know, I would say 90% of the time I'm in my car, it's kind of, you know, considered to be a business expense because I'm out looking for properties. 
So unless I'm taking the wife to dinner or I'm going to the gym or I'm running to the dry cleaners, you know, most of my drives are, are considered business expenses. So yeah, having an app like that helps to record all that stuff because you're not having to then track, you know, the day, the time, the starting mileage, the ending mileage. It just kind of helps put all that together in a nice little spreadsheet for you. Wouldn't you agree with that? Oh, definitely. Miles, we have a lot of clients that are using that. So yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So I just want to run through the list again. I counted eight, but I didn't go as fast as you, obviously. So I started with audit paranoia, uh, qualified business income, number two, setting up the right type of retirement plan, number three, missing hiring your kids, or I added slash spouse, because I don't have any kids, home office or home athletic facility. That's probably my favorite one right there. Uh, missing medical benefits slash medical expense reimbursement plans. Uh, obviously, car and truck, that's number seven. And then number eight, I just had meals and entertainment. So what am I missing on here, Craig? Okay. Well, I, my, ten, my 10 mistakes actually turn into 11. I'm not good with numbers. Oh, that's all right. So, <laughs> give, me, give me 12, man. So I'm all for it. The I, more, the so better. The first one we talked about was failing to plan. That's true. Failing and, to plan. And the wrong business entity. Mm-hmm. And then in the, the last mistake is uh, missing my help. There you go. <laughs> there it is. That's right. And that's where the real savings comes in. Right. That's so true. That's so true. Okay. Awesome. Well, Craig, this has been an awesome uh, episode. I like when we do a little bit shorter episodes like this. People can get through them quickly. Um, Craig, how can people reach out to you if they have more questions and or are intrigued by you know, all of your accomplishments, CPA, certified tax coach, co-author of an Amazon bestseller. And maybe, let's say they maybe want to hire you to help with their taxes or, you know, maybe just hire you to coach them a little bit. Sure. Um, how can they reach out to you and what's, what's the best way for you? So, so our office phone is 516-869-4051. Um, email is craig at ccodycpa.com and we are giving your listeners that want it a free copy of our book so if they go to our website it's a craigcodyandcompany.com forward slash dpi podcast or for discount property investor podcast um, they could uh, fill in a little opt-in and we will mail them an actual copy of the book Oh, that's sweet, man. I want to re- I want to just reiterate that real quick just so we can make sure we get that domain right. You said Craig Cody, that's C R A I G C O D Y and company A N D C O M P A N Y dot com. And then you said forward slash DPI. So for discount property investor abbreviated Pod- DPI. Pod- podcast. Podcast. Okay, cool. That's the link. We'll put that in our show notes as well for all of our listeners and all of our YouTube uh, viewers. Um, and then what will they get when they go there and they fill that out? They will, we will mail them an actual paper copy of the 10 most expensive tax mistakes that uh, cost business owners thousands. And 10 most tax, ex- 10 most expensive tax mistakes that cost business owners thousands. And it's packed full of all good stuff that we talked about. Awesome. Okay. I got it in the show notes here. That sounds great. I can't wait to go fill that information out and get my copy. And then I'm also going to purchase the uh, secrets of a tax-free life. That looks like an awesome book, Craig. That's a great book. Yeah. It sounds like an awesome one. 
Well, Craig, I also got some um, other ways for people to contact you, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and whatnot. I'll throw all that in the show notes for you. Um, I do appreciate your time today, and um, I've had fun learning a little bit more about about some tax strategies that I was unaware of. I feel like I always learn something new on these podcasts, so I love doing them. Um, but Craig, thanks again for joining us. If there's anything else that you want to add, um, we're happy to happy to talk about it now. Sure. No, just just remember to communicate with your CPA and be proactive. Stop looking in the rearview mirror. Keep Stop looking more. in the rearview mirror. Look ahead. That's Keep such more a great of what you tip. Make. Keep more of what you make. Keep more of what you make. And that's really the goal here. You know, 50, anywhere from 35 to 50% of your money goes out the door to taxes. And that's just kind of the average. I feel like also too, Craig, that, you know, the harder you work for money, the more taxes you pay. It's kind of unfair. And I said it earlier, you know, these laws are written by rich people to protect rich people. That's right. And people that are making the money, making the majority of their money by trading you know, sweat, blood, and tears for that money. Like they're actually doing physical labor. I feel like they're getting, those are the ones that are getting taxed at the highest rates. And those that are making their money from dividends, from stocks or passively from real estate or even lending or something along those lines, you know, they're getting taxed at a lower rate. And that's just the way it is. That's the law. There's no way around it. So again, it kind of reiterates that, you know, taxes are written by rich people to protect rich people. So you want to try to get your income you know, coming from those particular areas so you can, you know, save it and save more of it and keep more of it. Wouldn't you agree with that, Craig? Most definitely. Most definitely. It's crazy. It's it's really crazy. Well, Craig, I appreciate your time today. Thanks for coming on our show. All of our listeners are going to love hearing about this and hopefully they also will check out Secrets of a Tax-Free Life, the book that you co-authored. And then again, go to craigcodyandcompany.com forward slash DPI podcast and they're going to receive a paper copy with 10 most expensive tax mistakes that cost business owners thousands and Craig thanks for doing that man we really appreciate whenever we have uh, when we have guests on the show that you know offer something you know to the listeners so, oh, thank you much, very much for having me I appreciate yeah, it much appreciated Craig well Craig have a great day and uh, we will talk soon And all the listeners out there, stay tuned for the next episode. Thanks again, guys. Have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, please visit freewholesalecourse.com the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy and you get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.